no way I am have any chance of catching lycanthropy. I've had way too much colloidal silver. I'm good. I'm safe. How much silver have you had? And how would how does it administer? Second of all, that's private. Thank you very much. And first of all, I mean, you saw how blue I was before we got suited up. I just assumed that, that was your um, Smurf heritage asserting itself. That's only a slight tinge I get when I tan. Come on. Sure. It's something involving the blue shift. Uh, I, I don't know. A, a physicist explained it to me once. It, it seemed it seemed fairly reasonable. I usually go to a physicist for my, my skincare advice. D- exactly, right? Like, you know, it's, it's all just colors and uh, various, like, wavelengths of light. I'm telling you, like, don't go to a fucking dermatologist. You go to a fucking optics expert. I mean, think about it. It's like medicine is just applied biology. Biology is just applied chemistry. And chemistry is just applied physics. Which is just applied mathematics. That's which, right. Which is why ah. I just do calculus on my skin. And it gives me a glowing, youthful complexion. Just do your math homework on your skin. It's, it's the best way to stay young. That that does sound like some um, sort of magic as mathematics sort of uh, nonsense. I mean, the wonderful thing about math and numerology is you get all sorts of numbers doing math. Sometimes you don't even get numbers. Sometimes you get letters, and you can do uh, you can do magic with those too. Apparently, that's right. Think about like magic, like anagram geometria, mixing things up, like calculating things. It's like. What is maths except moving numbers around, moving symbols around? And yeah, once you, you get into <laughs> once you get into problems. like high level maths, uh, fucking uh, like especially like fucking pure math, like you you left numbers behind a long fucking time ago. It's all about just like rules lawyering, arbitrary shit. It's great. It does kind of make sense that like a magic spell, you could do anything you want as long as you can figure out the maths. Yeah, pretty too. much model it if you know the maths to model it you just calculate it and then you get your answer and then it's done there needs to be maybe there should be more math majors in Anonami's uh I definitely agree but uh for now I think we have a different problem at hand or rather rather a more pressing concern cause um I don't think people have been in this building for a while I mean like there's definitely fans still on um looks like they they they've kept the lights on the refrigeration still working which you know makes sense they probably have some pretty uh dangerous dangerous fucking uh pathogens and whatnot stored in here but yeah i don't think this place has been opened up since like beginning of quarantine yeah the bagel that i stole was wasn't that great like from here cream cheese and salmon yeah i don't know how long it was in there Uh um it was okay. and you had to unzip you had to unzip your suit to eat it right no no it was it was in its own little suit (laughs) <laughs> oh, you yeah, know that's fine. That's all good. All right, uh, zip it up. <laughs> you know that same with smoked. I'm sure it's fine. That that helps to keep for a while. And that's also a, a, a good cure for many diseases. Just smoke something. Yes, precisely. Um, so yeah, uh, hello, listeners. We are in the a old uh, lab, a few years old um, of the abnormal pathogen research group. And we've been doing some investigating into these guys recently, and we've definitely uh, found some uh, interesting data points, uh, data points, datum, statistics, all those other science things. This is like kind of the proof in the pudding of uh, one, how much the group has changed in the past few years in the like quarantine, and also uh, just kind of how there's been a degree of mission drift there. But, um,. Before we get into that, Tormson, what can you tell me about the group known as the Abnormal Pathogen Research Group, whether or not that group still exists? 
so you want to go back to the original, the original. Uh, version of them from 2016. Yeah, so seven years ago. 2016. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of things have happened. Have changed some things. A lot of things with related to pathogens and the CDC have changed in that time period, it turns out. Yes, so this group is yet another bunch of buzzkill, joyless uh, sleeper types. Not quite sleepers. Actually, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. You know, they're they. I would go so far. It's, it's, I would go all the way. It's more ignorance, and you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of lycanthropy or microscopic astral parasites. It, it would be nice if these guys had a better idea of what they were doing, but uh, having some ways of fighting yeah. those things is not unreasonable. I know they've done some experimentations with exorcism, even, and hey, I'm all for that. Demons fucking suck. And um, the exorcism vaccine. Yes. Uh, um, I know they're working on the demon vaccine. Anyway, but before we get into that, let's look at their history. Back in 2011, uh, a field medic for Doctors Without Borders named Dr. Mika Cohen uh, was working in Algeria. Um, now, she was sort of... Uh, it's She's described as wanting to do this because she was looking to mix altruism and adventure into stories for her future grandchildren. So that is, gives a basis of like some of her motivation. Classic poverty terrorism. Gotta love it. At least she was useful. Yes. Uh, hey, yeah, at least, at least she was helping. Be. At least she was trying to help, yeah. It sounds like she did. She was treating some people in Algeria when three people fell grievously ill within hours of each other, including one of her colleagues, assumedly another medic for Doctors Without Borders. Um, the sun went down and the three sick people started to convulse and change into something which sounds like lycanthropy, but it's not stated as such. Uh, so she ran away and everyone who was still in the medical tent were mauled by these three um, possible lycanthropes. Some sort of weird manimal of some variety, right? Then this guy turned up named John Harper. He was very much the great white hunter type. No relation, I assume, to the John Harper of Blades in the Dark and uh, uh, Lady Blackbird fan? It depends how meta you want to get with it. <laughs> They're the exact same guy. He just makes role-playing games as a hobby in his spare time. Anyway, so he rocks up. He arrived tracking killings, um, similar to like what just happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, was impressed by Dr. Cohen being uh, like level-headed and rational, um, but not also not having rationalized the experience away and being like that wasn't what it what it was clearly rational but um, open-minded. And so that's right. Yes. Um, and so they went out and they eradicated the creatures, which had by that point become six so dr cohen uh she this experience turned her um into someone cold and clinical they say uh she moved back to the u.s and took a job at the cdc um hoping to research cures and vaccines to uh nuke monstrous contagions from orbit she was able to like basically she lied about what happened in algeria she didn't mention the supernatural but she ended up like some based on her, her research must have attracted the interest of someone who could read between the lines because a big pharma junior executive named Quinn Anderson approached her. He had also been uh, involved. He also had a run in with uh, John Harper 
and he decided to fund a small operation to capture, contain, and study pathogens that turn people into monsters. And Dr. Cohen was what he needed, the person he needed to run the, uh, the research side of things. So this is a small group of, initially at the time, a small group of three people um, funded by an unnamed pharmaceutical giant for unknown reasons, really, and with um, access to CDC resources, as long as they could, um, probably as long as they could sell it as something other than the supernatural. Of course. Or at least disguise anything. You gotta, you gotta put a nice sheen on things. Nice sheen of legitimacy. So even though it was only three people, there were two, like, wings. There were two, like, they sort of um, divided things up into two sort of sections, diagnostics and treatment. Uh, Dr. Cohen, head of uh, diagnostics, would look through reports of anything that resembled a potentially infectious entity. Basically, she'd look through CDC documents and reports and look for things, look for, like, suggestions of supernatural bullshit. Um, and she had a bunch of sympathizers and in the CDC and other agencies um, that could clue her in. This is very similar to sort of like a, a Delta Green style, like looking through cases and trying to find like, oh, this one's unnatural, sort of that style of doing yes, things. Yes, yes. And once she finds something, uh, Harper comes in to do quote-unquote capital T treatment um, based on the information Cohen gives him, uh, location, a hypothesis of what's going on, any all sorts of evidence. And uh, she and Harper and... Some people he's contracted to assist in the hunt will go and eliminate or capture the entity that has been identified, uh, including one example they've given is an entity that was equal parts dolphin, alligator, and human found in South Carolina. Now, what is taken, the samples that are collected in the field by Harper are taken to a cold storage facility in Athens, Georgia where they will be analysed by Cohen in the hopes of developing a vaccine. It also serves as a safe house and armoury for John Harper. It's a pretty small setup, but this was what it was like in 2016. Um, so Anderson, he had money that he was able to divert from the, uh, the big pharma company uh, to spend on travel expenses and equipments and all that sort of stuff, but he wasn't really high up in things at the time. Uh, he was just good at spitting bullshit into money for them. You know, at the time, Cohen was a bit having a hard time keeping a, keep like basically being the only one able to do the research by herself because she couldn't um, like while also having a proper like non supernatural job in the CDC. So having a hard time maintaining that. And Harper was having nightmares about being chased through his dreams. Um, so that was the situation in 2016. And there's definitely been some development since then. Um, sure. We can get into that in a bit. But, kind of, yeah, kind of their initial state, it's sort of a conspiracy within the CDC and other public health organizations across the world. People that have encountered these sort of things. It's, it's kind of a Delta Green situation, or at least the classic Cowboys, where, you yes. know, you got some private sector... Um, investors bringing things in it, but just people that found weird shit and are in communication with each other and kind of pool resources to try to deal with said weird shit so alright there's kind of three key figures in this uh, Dr. Mika Cohen who was the researcher uh, John Harper who was the hunter and I mean that in more senses of the word than one the write up makes it pretty much 
all says pretty much all but directly that he is a avatar of the hunter. Um, and then you have Quinn Anderson, who is the backer. He is the uh, benefactor. Um, now, um, since then, since 2016, there was kind of a very obvious uh, solution to a lot of the problems that Cohen was running up against. And it's the path that she took and the Admiral Pathogen Research Group, or at least some of their members took, which was they switched to the private sector. Mm, interesting. So my research has gathered that said um, pharmaceutical giant they were working for or kind of with was uh, Johnson & Johnson. Oh, shit. Nowadays, uh, Dr. Cohen is the CTO of Artemis Biotech. Mm, okay. Artemis Biotech. Yeah, I'll get into that. So, a interesting side effect of the whole abnormal pathogen thing is that as a result of the research, they ended up working with a lot of manimals, a lot of mixes between men and animals. This kind of gave him an edge on having a chance to develop a lot of the, what would hey, become the. Hey, hey, um, hey, 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 hey. Hey, there's, there's also warm animals. And, That's true. Uh, and non animals. And them animals? animals? Them animals? They them animals? Eh, no, I think non binary animals. Alright, non binary animals. There you go. How about human animals? Human animals. That works too. There That's go. even better. Yeah, that, that's encompassing of all. So, human animals, yes. Um, and that kind of gave them a bit of an edge on uh, the, what would really blew, uh, like come into its own with dealing with COVID, the mRNA vaccine technology. A lot of that um, DNA printing stuff, right? There, There's a lot of chance to test on, okay, what are sort of the limits? Uh, how, how does DNA work when you're dealing with something that's like halfway between a man and a donkey, right? They actually expanded pretty quickly because um, what because they they were using that tech. They were able to kind of pitch this to J and J and get a lot more money because like their research ended up bearing fruit that was more broadly applicable to viruses. And it also came from just you know their they start with the animals the human animals thing, but they start dealing with a lot of just kind of microscopic occult entities. Uh, you know, things like, um, microbial, uh, astral parasites, teeny tiny thomavores. The ecosystem in the astral yeah. plane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Teeny tiny thomavores. Like, these are, an these are creatures that feed on mesons, perhaps. Uh, mesons, um, midichlorians. Midichlorians are real old shit. <laughs> well, yeah, why okay. do you think there's so many Jedi in Australia, dude? That makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. So, you need to get that, your midichlorian vaccine. Oh no, no, it's no, that's actually interesting. That's way like you have to. You are a Jedi, but you have to keep getting your shots. You have to take the medicine to continue being a Jedi. That's fun. Uh, all all being a Sith is is just having a uh, excess of midichlorians. It's it's about balancing your force humors. Maybe your midichlorians have been cut with fucked up shit. Also possible. Also possible. So uh, they ended up expanding pretty quickly after 2016, and. Um, by 2019, they have facility, uh, three facilities in the United States, um, one in Germany, uh, one in uh, Brazil, and one in China. 
Mm. As a result of their experience with mandibles and uh, the DNA thereof, they're also testing a lot of mundane pathogens on said mandibles. That's fucked up. It is. It very much is. Seeing, okay, do does the alligator flu work on alligator man? Does the regular flu work on alligator man? It varies. That's actually interesting, like, in terms of just pure research, because if there was something that works on humans but not alligators or alligators not humans, like, testing it on the alligator man tell you how and it would give you valuable data precisely and i mean there's also just like the question of like all right when you have the alligator man how how the fuck does that dna look like right those are that dna sure there's like a lot of shared stuff just by virtue of us being both in the fucking animal kingdom but they're fucking reptiles we're mammals where what how do you split the difference between the alligator and the man on a genetic level right it's a good question uh, and i would suggest that a lot of the time when you get these sort of when you get mammals yes um these are not creatures that developed from your standard natural selection or evolution or yeah precisely um, your standard biology precisely. They, they are magically created uh, but the DNA is still DNA. There's a very particularly interesting research project that they're working on in the Chinese facility. And um, now I assume you heard about all the COVID uh, like theories involving like how it started in like an open air market, people eating bats and all that shit, right? And how coronavirus may may have started among bats or pangolin. before it transmitted to humans. Sure, the uh, bat soup. Yes, even among the mammal, the phyla. Of mammals. Uh, bats and humans are fairly far apart genetically. Um, and even then, like that, whether or not a virus can carry on between two species is often kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, but we can, I mean, fucking avian flu. Yes. Yeah, no, it, it can definitely well. happen, but it usually helps if there's kind of some sort of intermediary there, right? So he, he, here's the question I have for you, Thompson. This is something that always kind of struck me as odd before I found the secret. How does a disease that's largely bat-borne transmit to humans? Um, it could be through feces, it could be through eating, eating bats, it could be through saliva, it could be through all sorts of things. It could be through the bat, like, it's but how many would the path possible is, vectors. Yes, there, there's many possible vectors, but a, a way of ensuring it, uh, a way of making that transmission more likely, is if there's some sort of intermediary environment for the virus to mutate in, to switch you, from... Like some kind of Batman? Are you familiar with the entity known as Batboy? Professor Dillon led a group of students on a two-day expedition through caves just east of the Shenandoah Mountains. Dillon went deep underground within the crepuscular caves in search of a virtual city of bats. It was there that he saw something that no human had ever laid eyes on. When we came up to the mouth of the cave, we heard a shriek that we couldn't identify. Come on, Bob. Let's go. I went into the cave for a closer look. It seemed that its leg might possibly be caught between the rocks. Deep in that West Virginia cave, Dylan found what can only be described as a creature that was half boy and half bat. Are you telling me that they have Bat Boy and they're doing experiments on Bat Boy? They had Bat Boy and he escaped. 
Wait a minute here. He was born in 1982. He doesn't age. Bad boy's in his 40s at this point. But he's retained his um, youth. He's retained a youthful glamour uh, despite his middle age. So he had, okay, it is a backstory of Fat Boy. Like the Weekly World News has reported that he's frequently captured and then makes daring escapes. Some of the only reliable journalists before they were shut down in 2007 and fucking bought out and now now it's all bullshit ever since ever since they switched online it's been all bullshit but bat boy bat boy there's truth there or at least depending on the universe that's kind of the thing um he he ran for president several times um uh the weekly world news always sort of padded out their uh headlines by just taking stories from multiple timelines oh yeah of course that's where he got the photos from but yes, in our universe, Batboy was captured by Artemis Pharmaceuticals and experimented on, and that is where COVID nineteen came from. Oh, it came from Batboy. Yes, I see. That makes a lot of sense. That's that's a, that's an ingenious way to bring COVID in. I see. Right, and poor Batboy. So what happened? Has he escaped yet? So he escapes, and that kind of um, transmit that that leads to COVID transmitting. Does he have COVID? Is he spreading My- it? Um, I mean, the, uh, my understand, my understand, <laughs> my understanding. Bat Boy got better, which is good. Um, he, he's a national treasure, and he would be dearly missed if he were to pass. I'm not sure on his current state. Last I kind of heard, he was hiding out in the Middle East. But again, it's like Bat Bat Boy is a uh, is a man is a, is a boy and also a bat that can handle himself. I also heard last I heard he was involved with. Um, um, as he has a uh, long history of getting involved with starlets, last I heard, he was involved with um, Lady Gaga. But that's neither here nor there. That's kind of outside the scope of the episode. I'm wondering what he's doing in the Middle East. I've heard he has connections with the Saudis. His hatred of the U.S. government has led him to join ISIS. Um, or did. <laughs> well, uh, according to the uh, wretched uh, puppeted corpse of the Weekly World News, uh, he ran for president again in 2020 on a platform of merging the left wing and the right wing. Yeah, because that makes sense for a bat. Uh, it, it, this also implies fly. that bat boy is third positionist, so I, I'd consider that slander. Perhaps, perhaps, but I don't know, it kind of makes sense. It's, it's sort of just like a, a, a battier version of Andrew Yang, perhaps? Perhaps, perhaps. Again, like I, I don't think the current incarnation of the Weekly World News is in any way trustworthy. But... Um, COVID ended up kind of being the golden goose for Artemis. You know, there's a lot of people working on RNA vaccines, but the, their unique testing environment is one of the things that really gave J&J the edge when developing COVID vaccines. I mean, like, it didn't give them that much of the edge because fucking, like, Pfizer was able to beat them to market regardless. But, uh, yeah. you know, so it goes. Uh, they, they probably have their own weird... Uh, Humanimal research facility that I just happened to have not uncovered any information for yet. And th- this is what's really allowed them to expand, get a bunch more funding. Um, but it's sort of adversely affected the, uh, three big shots involved various ways. And one, Cohen burned a lot of bridges anyway when she went private. You know, there's some people that are still willing to help her, and she always justified it as, we need more resources, the CDC, and we need to do actual research, otherwise the CDC and Johnson & Johnson are just not going to give us enough here. 
Like, the only way we can fund this organization is by entering the private sector and utilizing some of the research we have for broader uses. And, you know, fucking the mRNA vaccine shit is, like, that's that's pretty... Like, that, that's a pretty much a unambiguous good, in my opinion. Is it is it worth the, the trauma you've put that boy through? And- no. That, that's that's the... You know, is bat is the the Omalos bat boy worth the sacrifice? I say no. And also, you implied that they caused COVID, so that's also not a great. Thing. Yeah, also fair. Also fair. I mean, hey, you know, you, you cause COVID, you you also help a technology that is helps cure it. You know, but yeah, so you know, the balance in all things, right? Um, you you you, uh, you cause a global pandemic, you help cure the global pandemic. Um. Sure, and that's and okay. Either way, what the Johnson scheme. and Johnson shareholders come out on top, and that's what really matters, isn't it? So you're saying Johnson Johnson used Bat Boy to cause COVID to kill millions of people around the world to sell vaccines? There, 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 it was nowhere near that level of intent. It was not that intentional, of course. And you know, like a, a big reason why the World Health Organization, uh, all, all the cover-ups weren't with regards to, like, trying to cover the ass of the Chinese government. It's trying to cover up the existence of Bat Boy. Ah, I see. All the, um... So maybe they spread a whole bunch of, like, conspiracies to like, distract yeah, people from Bat Boy. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh... It's disrupting the signal. Right. It's um, like, blame the Chinese. When yes. in doubt, blame the Chinese. I see. When, obviously, anyone paying any attention immediately could tell it was... Uh, private sector experiments on a bat-human hybrid. That's right, and it was definitely Johnson and Johnson. Yes, it was definitely Johnson and Johnson. So back to uh, Cohen, but so Cohen's done very well for herself. Artemis has done very well, and the, that name choice is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So as is stated in the uh, war game write-up, it's basically all but outright said that Mister Harper is a Avatar of the Hunter. Absolutely. Uh, but he was also hiding that, kind of hiding all of his occult involvement. And that's, in a sense, gone very well for him, because he's now, like, almost approaching Godwalker of the Hunter. I've actually heard some people say that he is the Godwalker of the Hunter. The problem, there's two problems with this. One, when you hit Godwalker of the Hunter, you end up having a lot of other Hunter avatars choosing Godwalker of the Hunter as their quarry. Of course. That, that's just the logical thing. Yes, which causes problems, as you might expect. expect. So he's been on the run for a couple years now. It's great if you have Godwalker of the Quarry. Uh, sorry, Godwalker, Godwalker of the Quarry also is a fun one. Sure. But uh, Godwalker of the Hunter as your quarry, um, even if you're a bit far away from the Godwalker position, just having that because whoever the current Godwalker is is the quarry. So yes. you have a bunch of hunters who all have yes. Godwalker of the quarry as their as Godwalker of the Hunter, Hunter as their quarry. Yes. Yes. And it just it just it just slides onto the next one. Yep. Yep. It, it's kind of a constant problem. The issue is whether that if that would have to be definitely supported by the current sitting archetype um to actually well it depends like that would definitely mean that modern conceptions of hunting uh, are pretty tied with hunting of people. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So this is the sort of second issue that Harper's run into. Uh, so the highest level channel of the hunter allows them to really get in the heads, get in the minds of their quarry. 
Now, unfortunately for Harper, uh, his quarry is various unnatural microbes and supernatural pathogens. Yes. So he's gone. Well, he's gone bug fuck nuts, basically. I had an idea about what uh, John Harper, what John Harper's um, motivation to get involved with, like researchers. All right, all right. What'd like, you dig uh, up? Pharmaceutical companies sure, could be sure, right. Sure. Um, so yes, so he does. Like his quarry is sort of like uh, humanimals and like supernatural beasties, yes, right? Yes. Um, but. Like once you've gone through, like you've gone, you've you've done your, your vampire hunting, you've done your werewolf hunting, you've gone, like such. Like, and vampire hunting left, is just like, fucking like murdering innocent, uh, like albino nobility, Romanians. Yeah, innocent albino Romanians. And admit, like, admittedly, I've heard a lot of those guys have like basically exited the nobility at this point because uh, they're uh, you know old money only lasts for so long when you ain't bringing in. Uh, uh, fresh supply, especially when you're you know spending a bunch of your money on getting blood uh, imported in from sketchy blood banks and the rest of the world. Now I, I'm thinking that what John Harper is trying to do, it's a bit of a it's it's half Jurassic Park and it's half the most dangerous game. All right, he wants better quarry. He, he so he 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 wants to make like a game reserve of human animals. Yes. And right. he wants to create human animals, not breed them necessarily, because that's not how it works. Unless he went um, all like full Island of Doctor Moreau, which is also a possibility. Sure, bring it. Bring two Robert Louis Stevenson books together. Actually, wait, did he do? Yeah, was Robert Louis Stevenson um fucking um Minds of Solomon? I don't know. No, okay, it's Ryder Haggard, different English Victorian writer. All right, never mind then. But still, they'd both. They would both be in um, the library yeah. of someone yeah. like a great white hunter yes. type. Um, so I could easily see him wanting to get involved to build bigger, better, um, more deadly, harder to catch unnatural entities derived from humans. And it doesn't have, like humanimals is a word we've chosen for a type of unnatural entity. But sure. the thing is, like Cohen sort of sees all any kind of unnatural entity as a, a pie, a, a potentially infectious yeah. entity. Yes. Um, and I think that from John Harper's point of view, it doesn't matter if it's a human animal or... Like, we all know that all unnatural entities in, in this game, in this uh, reality that we live in, are derived from humans. Yes, they, they are fundamentally human, but then, you know, they're human biology and they do have souls they do have spirits and uh all that uh all, all that bullshit um but you know they're also dealing with the sort of biology and brain structures of whatever kinds of animals they've emerged with which is rough you got the soul yes. of a man and the body of a alligator dolphin man but he could say that this is a good reason why he's up there in the uh contending for god walker hood this is, there's a long tradition of people wanting to hunt and destroy the the one who was wrong, the one who's in the uncanny valley, the other, uh, whatever it happens to be. Going all the way back to um, our Neanderthal cousins, if we didn't try to kill, if we weren't trying to fuck them, we were trying to kill them. 
it makes sense as a logical response to the most dangerous game. You know, a guy's like, oh, yeah, the most dangerous game is man. And he's like, nah, dude, the most dangerous game is like you put a man and a bear and a hippopotamus all together. That's definitely more dangerous than man. So Mika Cohen knows that like, if she starts spouting off about the supernatural, she'll just lose her job. Or that's the situation that would have had at the time when she was working for the CDC different now I, I don't think she knows about the status sphere i think she's been able to piece some things together but harper has intentionally hidden stuff from her but with her single-minded dedication to hunting these animal pathogens i think she's unconsciously channeling the hunter at this point hence artemis oh okay that makes sense so she's maybe a rival hunter um a different type of hunter interesting he needs to keep her in the dark about a whole bunch of things because it seems to me that her worldview is full just looking at the unnatural and just like fully pathologizing it yes um and seeing it from a like this is a problem to be fixed this is a medical problem when if you looked at the whole cosmology that way it wouldn't make sense that's not how it works really but it varies like there's that um exorcism ritual in book five that is very pathological its character where it's all about like you need to have clean sheets and you need to be all decked up in uh like hazmat gear when you're pulling the demon out of the the person so like that's the symbology, symbology of pathology definitely has potency that can be used in rituals absolutely absolutely but that's not how i don't think that's how mikiko was seeing it no but the the, the point is that like it's a it's a way for you to kind of interact with the unnatural in a way that still seems firmly rooted in the medical, in sort of medical, uh, in the logic of medicine. Sure. It's a way to sort of, um, if you get, it's a way to have those harder notches in our natural, you are literally, literally rationalizing it. Yes. Uh-huh, precisely. According to your existing belief system. Yeah. It's not that different from how um, the Cecilites see every unnatural entity as a demon or something from Satan. And I'm, I'm sure that she's dealt with demons before because that kind of, in, in certain senses, demons are very similar to a pathology. And my guess is that when she started interacting with those and studying those, Harper would have taught her that ritual and probably hooked her up with a friend of his that happened to be capable of gathering charges. Or maybe gave her some sort of artifact that can store them. Like, it, it, the question is, like, if she's aware of, like, for example, um, adepts or avatars. I don't think she is. Um, I, I, would or she... at least not, like, vis-a-vis what they are. She, she might have some idea that, like, okay, there's people that can interact with these things in a way that I can't. And that seems to correlate with religious mystical knowledge. But, again, you can probably pathologize that rationalized in the same way like yeah taking psychedelics feels like a religious experience but it's that that's all neurochemical but she she knows it's supernatural but she's seeing it as disease and i'm wondering if she'll look at like adepts and how adepts spread Uh, like for example if you look at like an adept teaches another adept and then that turns sure. like teachers gets a disciple sure. teaches them magic and then they start fighting because they have a slightly different like view of magic and they split apart right and then they do it again like you can see it from like a medical point just of view. Like, like rabies just like rabies yes that she knows supernatural exists but she sees the supernatural as just symptoms of a problem 
Um, sure, magic sure. I can definitely able see that. To do magic is a symptom. So kind of similar to what's going on with the Order of Saint Cecil. Yeah, pretty similar. But like, it's a, it's basically, it's, it's what you see when you have like scientific rationalists who yeah. start to act like religious, yeah. <laughs> like people. Yeah. yeah, precisely. In the way they view the world and the zeal that comes from sort of channeling the hunter. The single-minded zeal from uh, Genier Ahab on probably doesn't help. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, it does help uh, in some well, ways. Yeah, it helps you get shit done. It doesn't help a lot in uh, viewing your uh, viewing your goals in rational terms. Ahab, again, being a very good example of that. One understanding that I have about how the APRG has developed is while they've moved away from the CDC, they still have connections there. Sure, sure, of course. Same way that any sort of biotech research, especially one that's a subsidiary of uh, one of the big ones, would have connections with the CDC. But what I think the Cohen has done, based on what I've uh, heard, is that she has... her The um, Artemis, they work with, again, with Doctors Without Borders. Yeah. Um, as both private contributor and... Um, like they have people who work with that organization or through that organization. Uh, and then this is how it starts to become a bit uh, dodgy mm-hmm. because this is a sort of attitude of um, it's a it's a little bit colonialist when you have people running around like capturing and um, experimenting on like the local shapeshifter or whatnot. Sure. It starts to get real arrogant and creepy then. Um, they work as a pretty good uh, well especially if you're rationalizing it right you're just like no yep. you have disease a disease that turns you into a wolf man you aren't a fucking werewolf right and that's okay if you're dealing like that is more acceptable if you're dealing with like a, a Europe style like reluctant werewolf as like yeah. a, or it's just a beast yeah. or whatever yeah. but yeah. if it is like from a different tradition where it's just someone who can shapeshift because they're a uh, uh, a witch or a wizard yeah, or yeah. A whatever, um, they're not going to treat them any different. Um, even if the local people are like, "No, that's that's our shaman. What are you doing?" And that's where the uh, the colonialism comes in. Well, and that kind of ties in with the like actual sinister nature of Bill Gates and all of his vaccine shit. It's not like, oh, he's given a bunch of people vaccines and he's like a eugenicist or whatever. It's like, no, but he does strongly believe that the only way to deal with, uh, any of these, uh, medical issues is through private sector means through private means, heavily coached in, uh, things like, you know, intellectual property and whatnot, which does end up severely screwing over people in, uh, countries in Africa because they're essentially getting used as Guinea pigs, for development of these technologies, but then when the technologies are developed, they don't have access to the intellectual property associated with these vaccines, so they can't actually use them on themselves. And that's an issue across um, Western charity towards Africa yeah. in general, yes. where it, it ends up being like people complain, like, oh, we've given money to Africa and it hasn't got better. Yeah. It's like it hasn't, like, the, what has been given wasn't designed to build these countries up to look after themselves. No, it's designed, designed as tax write-offs problems. for the rich. That is its yeah. purpose first and foremost. Like if you give a whole bunch of money to a country to solve some health issue and the money just gets siphoned off 
and it ends up with government officials driving nice cars while yeah. there's still not enough ambulances. But you can still pat yourself on the back and said, "Oh, we well, we helped Africa." Well, and and it's like there's that, and then there's just the angle of like these countries can't even even if they do have certain amounts of the infrastructure put in place, they can't afford to actually buy these vaccines because of the patents involved. Yeah, that's it. Because it's despite those same populations being used as research subjects earlier on in the development of these vaccines. See, that's the sort of conspiracy stuff that doesn't get talked about because it's too real and too I mean, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not really a conspiracy. It's just horrible, malign incentives. That's it. Like, this is the problem with conspiracy theories is that, like, they, a lot of conspiracy theories will posit there's, like, a secret agenda going on when there's an evil agenda that's just completely obvious and open that they're just missing or, like, not wanting to see for ideological reasons. It's easier to be like, oh, Bill Gates is, like, a weird eugenicist who wants to do all these, like, yeah. things. But, like, what, no, what is he actually doing? It's not good. It's, it's him, in a sense, trying to prove that, like, the logic of the private sector is the best way to handle medicine and healthcare. And uh, it turns out yeah. that's not true. And he keeps being pro- uh, His efforts keep kind of going poorly because of that. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. And then, but then on top of that, it's... he also has a bunch of connections to the World Health Organization, so nothing actually ends up changing. That's it. And because it's also linked with, it's a different level of the same sort of campaign waged by groups like the IMF, who yeah. are like, no, you have to have these particular uh, economic policies and fiscal policies. Oh, they didn't work before. No, this is the this we is are the we're only going to give work. you medicine if you follow these particular economic policies. Sorry, we don't make the rules. You you need to be a liberal democracy before we actually give you any medicine and privatize all that shit privatize everything and then maybe we'll give you some vaccines that are five years old um yeah it's pretty fucked up interestingly speaking of bill gates he actually has a connection with bat boy oh my god that doesn't surprise me what is his connection with Bat? so it's a bit loose but um back in 2003 a documentary came out called nothing so strange um about the assassination of bill gates oh sneak attack along the world's workers met. He was shot by a Mauser 7.65mm rifle from the rooftop of the Park Plaza Hotel. Eyewitnesses saw a man on the top of the Park Plaza Hotel with a red baseball cap. Which, as we all know, did not happen in our timeline. In this timeline, they uh, assassinated, um, what's his face? The Apple guy. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, yes. Uh, we, we, we hit him with the... Um, we hit him with the fucking, uh, we hit him with the Havana syndrome cancer gun. That, that's what happened. No, no, it was CIA fruit juice. Yes. <laughs> CIA juice, juice enemas. That's what they did. Uh, that's right. But, so, Nothing So Strange was, um, directed by a man named Brian Fleming, who was also one of the writers of Bat Boy the Musical, which ah, I heard Bat Boy, well, at least in one timeline, was very closely involved with the production of and the writing of. Lots of interviews done and whatnot. So my suspicion is that Brian Fleming is some sort of never one movie director that has been uh. porting some of his works to our timeline. And I actually tried to oh, see, that's... or maybe not even his works. It might have been he might he might just be 
uh, doing the classic scheme of timeline plagiarism. Or it's an word person who can like jump between timelines, who's just a failed documentarian, yeah. who just sells his uh, documentaries as mockumentaries and other timelines. Well, so he he, he has a timeline where it'd be funny. He has a third movie he came out with, and this is probably the one that you've been most likely you're most likely to have seen. The documentary The God Who Wasn't There. Oh, I haven't I haven't seen this. It's basically just like it's a documentary about how even historical count the idea of be- Jesus actually being a historical figure is fairly dubious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um not as fun as sure. Bat Boy the Musical or the Assassination of Bill Gates, I'll admit. I mean, it's all it's all tied together somehow. But there is something very fun about the concept of a ardent atheist who's also a never one jumping between timelines. I was watching a video on this recently about um, how the popularity of the multiverse shows, like tells us about our society. This whole thing about um, multiverse nihilism, where someone like what's his name, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty, it's classic right. atheist nihilist character. Um, it makes sense that an Everwent person would be like that because right. every possible thing, like there's the there's it's the whole idea of the lack of meaning when any any decision you make, the opposite decision is being made somewhere else. Um, so nothing really matters at the end of the day. Or That's, you just uh, keep going to different timelines and see how we keep making the same mistakes. Yeah, either way. All right, that's that's reasonable. That's reasonable. So yeah, there is a Bat Boy Bill Gates connection, but I'm not sure how strong it is in our our universe. I'm sure it's there. Poor Bat Boy captured by Bill Gates to make COVID. <laughs> God damn. Uh, as for Mr. Anderson, my understanding is that, you know, he's still funding it and helping that, but he's got, like, you know, he's he's gotten a certain degree in understanding of what, um, of the sheer ubiquity of unnatural microbes and has gone full fucking hypochondriac. Because, you know, he doesn't have the oh, yeah. defense the, that single, hunter single-mindedness that, uh... Defending Cohen or the just microbial personality divergence that's affected uh, Harper to defend his psyche. So he's just gone full fucking hypochondriac. And also, you know, that's turned him a bit more religious as he's gotten more understanding of the supernatural and, and in a really new agey way. And that doesn't, you know, having new age religious beliefs, be, being open to reincarnation and karma and whatnot doesn't go very well when you had a direct hand in funding the creation of the of COVID-19. So he's uh he's not sure. doing so well. Not doing so well these days. Now I was thinking that like someone like Quinn Anderson it's his different the difference between him and uh Dr. Mika, Co- Mika Cohen is that he doesn't necessarily have to be stuck in that rationalizing mindset. He's not necessarily no. someone from a medical or scientific background. He's a junior executive, which means he probably has a business degree, which probably means he has a higher level of gullibility and propensity for magical thinking. Magical thinking? I mean, yeah, like, look at how superstitious your average stockbroker is. Right. Which might mean that he is better able to understand... Or at least, like, get, like by looking over the data, um, the same data that uh, Dr. Cohen's looking at, he might be more likely to stumble across, like, the truth of what the occult underground actually is mm-hmm. um, by the fact that he's not as smart and not as uh, well-read because he can see the forest for the trees. Yeah, but I think he's... I think basically... Uh 
Cohen's taken a lot of hardened unnatural notches in the past few years, and Anderson's taken a lot of failed unnatural notches in the past few years. I I was suspicious about Anderson because likewise, um, there's not much mentioned about him, um, and the I, the whole thing was he wanted to fund the operation to capture, contain, and study pathogens. Uh, for what purpose? Like Mika Cohen's uh, motivations are pretty clear. Like she has. It is implied. It was, it's, it's pretty pretty much stated that she wants to like help people that are turning into monsters, while um, John Harper wants to hunt them. Um, I suspect. Though so it, it does seem like when the two them. are working together, it definitely skews more towards the only way to deal with this problem is to kill it. Solution. Sure. Yeah, maybe. But they also tr- they they make an effort to capture yeah. live samples. Also that true. That's where yeah. Batboy came from. That's how they got a hold of Batboy. And the alligator dolphin, and the allig- and the Bible. the dolphin gator man, who's <laughs> my understanding is man. his name is Cletus. Oh, of course, that's um that's his nickname. His, okay. his real name is. I thought his nickname was just Cleet. Uh, does he have a human vocal cord or a dolphin vocal cord? Um, um, one of each. Knowing what horrible abusers dolphins are, maybe it was a good idea to get him off the. Off I the I really don't think that dolphins are especially I've, any more abusive than the average person. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. It's it's like a it's a it's like an intelligence thing. Like, it's an intelligence thing, and you know, there's buckets. there's probably some dolphins that tend more towards sadism than others. Same way that there's humans that have more sadistic tendencies than others. Masochist dolphin sure, keeps getting caught in tuna sure. nets deliberately. <laughs> oh, I hope that n- I hope I don't get caught in a tuna net. <laughs> I hope I don't so get hauled onto a ship deck by some big strong fisherman. Well, no kink shaming. No kink shaming. Oh, we, we, no, 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 no kink shaming our uh, Piscean friends. That would, uh, my, that would be a great character. Um, you, you practice. Um, I would safe, legitimately safe not be surprised if there's been dolphins observed participating in BDSM with Fisher with like fishing nets. <laughs> <laughs> like if I saw that on like a fucking. Uh, I saw that in like some science journalism or something. I, I would just not at all be shocked. Your, the identities are fish, tuna fisherman and dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> and you practice safe, sane, and consensual uh, dolphin accidental tuna fishing catching, whatever. Yeah. Because it's important. Because too many, uh, you know, it's it's sort of like um, it's the dolphin equivalent of autoerotic asphyxiation. Right, could they just do that at any time by closing their blowholes? Well, it's it's the equivalent of oh, okay. because it's dangerous. Sure, like they get off on being in the tuna net, but it's okay. not good. Okay, I get you. I don't think it's necessarily directly applicable because you know with uh, autoerotic asphyxiation, there's also like certain constriction and like a. Uh, Blood pressure goes up and whatnot. I'm assuming being stuck in a tuna net that's being hauled out of the ocean, surrounded by tuna, also. No, but yeah, I think it's more um, it's more analogous to like your standard bondage situation, as opposed to like choking. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. Because I mean, like, it's they don't have fucking gills; they can breathe in there just fine. They'll dry out eventually, which isn't good for them. But it's like fish where they just can't breathe. I just I, I want to add this into a campaign. Just walking, like just as a scene, like in the background, you see like a dominatrix, and there's just a net hanging from the from the from the roof, full of tuna, and one like very excited looking dolphin. Flipper's having a very good time. The safe word is ah. <laughs> <laughs>
Exactly. Because we have like different motivations by from the uh, three main uh, people involved in this group. I don't and I think, think they they're are, too like, different. Said, no, I think there's I think there's some overlap. It's just more of a case overlap. of like there's overlap. where they are in the progression. With Harper, I can imagine he could be hiding out hiding out on his weird uh humanzy uh game reserve and is just gone fully bug fuck nuts and thinks that he's a uh, collection of multicellular organisms which is not far off he has learned to communicate with his microbiome and it has had terrifying mind-rending effects on his psyche and now he wants to hunt it yes he wants to hunt his own microbiome yes so he's just hiding out there and Having a weird king of the jungle situation, gone full fucking heart of darkness with all the the human animals. Okay, th- like th- that's a pretty clear like objective for a group is like you have to go and rescue those fucking human animals that yeah. are being like hunted and experimented on. Yeah. Um, what makes it what I why I want to have like the, the different motivations is because I think that Mika Cohen is ignorant and wrong about what she's doing she's very smart and discovered some things but she's missing something i think she's not a bad person i think i suspect john harper and um quinn anderson might be just bad people as in quinn anderson i suspect wants to i think he's just motivated by money your standard greed um harper has the weird great white hunter complex but i mean again with the cohen i think if she's unconsciously channeling the hunter that can cause a certain degree of pig-headed single-mindedness that can be really cause issues for people that she she's working with absolutely but now if she's now in a cto position she can tell people what to do yes so it's not so much of a problem she is the captain of the ship then there's a question of like what if like some of the people that they were working with she worked with uh, when she worked for the cdc yeah have discovered the occult underground on their own um, and realized that um, Artemis is its not necessarily the good guys in this, no. or at least uh, very wrong um, about what they're doing. And then, of course, there's the um, extended network of Batboy and all of his extremely powerful friends that he can leverage for revenge. Oh, yeah. All of his connections with the Saudi royal family that could just fucking strip Artemis for all it's worth. Have a full like anti Artemis campaign where like you you have been hired by a mysterious benefactor to go after Artemis, um, and then it turns out to be Batboy. Yes, of course. The, the great reveal, um, like maybe two thirds <laughs> of the way through the campaign, and just just as you're dropping the nugget that Artemis created COVID, yeah. um, on behalf of Johnson and Johnson, maybe maybe there maybe Quinn Anderson just wants wants to turn it into. Johnson and Johnson and Anderson. Yeah. Oh fuck. I mean, something that came to mind with this is I've I've always kind of figured there has to be some sort of like pathogen adept, right? Some somebody that charges by oh yeah, getting sick, getting diseased. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of the whole like pausing thing, but like not a fetish. It's a like a way of getting a way as a way of getting charges. So like probably a major charge would be like. You catch, so you get some disease that's like definitely terminal, and like your taboo would be like you can't do anything to fight a disease. I could see this emerging out of the uh, the bug chaser. That, that that's what pausing is. Yeah, that's what pausing is. Okay, the same name oh, for different right. things. Right, right. And as you say, yeah, it was people do it for fetish reasons, and people who do it. Yeah. Well, there's there's it's a fuzzy line between that and adepthood. I mean, f- a, a fetish fetish 
is a term that has meanings both in sexuality and magic. So, yeah. It's such a weird fetish because it's 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 a fetish which has like a once you it, it's you could do it you could only get HIV once then it's done then you have it I don't know I thought you could just get just the more people HIV have sex with the more of it you get that's obviously how it oh, works right oh I see you just want as much AIDS as possible yeah okay but then it just becomes like how people with HIV will have relationships with each other and it's safe. And it's fine and normal. Yeah. I mean, well, also just HIV is extremely well treated at this point. Ah, uh, damn. AIDS is... A, the the medicine behind AIDS is so... Is so well developed that... Yeah, the medicine uh, to fight HIV is so well developed that I can't indulge in my fucked up fetish anymore. Mm. Uh, every every step forward, two steps back. Now, now I'm thinking about like how people in the '80s, um, in the early '80s especially, they took they didn't take the AIDS crisis seriously because they thought it was just a gay thing that they wasn't cared about. You had like um, the Reagan administration people laughing about it, and I'm now thinking of like a like sort of unknown army's version of that, linked to the abnormal pathogen research group, linked to humanimals, and attempts to wipe out furries by creating a disease. <laughs> a magical disease that spreads from only from furry to furry only through fursuit sex <laughs> I mean I can't imagine the crotch of your average fursuit is very sanitary especially mid fur pile I mean oh come on like people like not everyone's like that no they don't uh, I mean no it's just you know fucking that, that stri- strikes you as an environment that you get all sorts of skin flakes and fluids stuck in over the course of the convention right like there's definitely people that take very good care of their fursuits but you can't there's only so much you can do in that regard in the middle of having sex with other people in fursuits if, if we'd if we'd actually done a proper like furry episode i would know whether most people um i don't know are they are they barebacking in the fursuits like are, are you like not as it as in I'm, I'm, are you naked sometimes i'm sure or, or are you wearing like i assume though you'd be wearing something under the fursuit I oh, I mean, sure, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're wearing protection. Sure, sure. But in terms of, like, keeping the fursuit itself, like, sanitary by wearing underwear and a leotard. Uh, if nothing else, I'd imagine there's going to be, like, a lot of matting while that act is going on, right? We have to do the actual... We have to ask someone who knows what they're talking about uh, before we... Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking logistically here, right? The, the, you run into the same problem with pubic hair, to an extent, Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, anyway, there are... Well, this is the thing, because you could link the... What I like about the Abnormal Pathogen Research Group, and I didn't like them at first, but, like, thinking on it, they're a good way to tie in a bunch of, like, medical conspiracies that might otherwise be difficult yes. to tie into unknown armies. Yes. Anything involving vaccines, anything involving anything with COVID, yada, yada, yada. Because the Abnormal Pathogen Research Group, it does have a reputation of being magical killjoys. Um, being another sleeper type group and because they are actively seeking vaccines i could easily see especially during covid uh, rumors of an anti-magic vaccine spreading throughout the occult underground like don't take the don't take the covid vax because you'll lose you'll just taboo forever you'll lose your magic forever all right yeah you could definitely see that 
that's why you need to take ivermectin because but you have to be a horse while you take it this this is <laughs> it turns you into a horse so the vaccine doesn't work you 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 are spiritually a horse for 24 hours and then the vaccine doesn't work in all ways except the physical i am a horse yes and this is obviously this ties into what we were talking about last episode with uh vaccines uh being what turns indigo children into autistic people mm. um right and that's that's what bill gates that's that's been his goal the whole time mm. it's not bill bill gates is someone that is widely speculated to be on the spectrum and i, I believe has even speculated about this himself openly as a dickhead rich guy is like ah oh, yes of course the way to improve the world is to make more people like me and also it's one of those things where um no one pathologizes like where like if you're on the spectrum you don't get pathologized if you're rich and successful yes yes like if you're if you're a poor and you have asperger's and autism it's a problem that needs to be treated but if you've made money no 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 you're fine you're just an eccentric person it's all good bill is coming out from the angle of all right the reason that africa is so poorly developed economically is not you know centuries of exploitation that continues to this day it's because there's not enough autistic people in africa what the fuck is this conspiracy oh i see oh okay Uh, (laughs) that's some fucked up eugenics right what a multi-layered eugenics no that's so fucking bad that's that's interesting so that that, that'll take some of the um because there are Because anti-vaccine uh, conspiracies and rumors are quite common in Africa for understandable reasons, but oh, I'm so you, sure. just, you just take all yeah. this like, no, we're trying to help you by making you autistic. Uh, again, it's not like though it's not like those people don't have, you know. Oh, no. And then you can tie uh, it. It's like there's a long history of uh, people in Africa being used as guinea pigs for medical research without their consent. It's true. The IMF supports it because it's like, oh, the, the reason the Washington consensus isn't working in Africa is they're not autistic enough. Shit. <laughs> we, we have a plan. Wow, that's that's fucking impressive. What a, what a fucking task of cards that is. Oh, that was... Okay. Please, I hope nobody listening to this ever takes this seriously. Like, I really hope that... that I can see this being, like, legitimately, like proposed by some sort of oh dickhead. this is like uh that's the sad part well this is the problem I, I, I was just spitballing this shit jesus christ uh now i'm worried this is like uh how fucking um adam scott gancy and dennis will complain that um their delta green shit turns up in like actual conspiracy websites being like you know this is what happened okay but it's just really funny when it's like fucking um god what's her name uh, Julia Child, that's it. Julia Child, that's it, with her buttery chicken. Yeah, the, the whole thing of, like, Julia Child's kind of, like, working for MI6 as a spy. And I, I think she did legitimately work for MI6, but it was, like, doing, yeah, she like... she did. Yeah, she was in China. Clerical um, work? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, the whole Delta Green connection that appeared in one of the books was, yeah, not true. Um, let's no, it wasn't true, but people, you said it as such, and, you know, that's relatively benign as opposed to something like... Bill Gates wants to turn the world autistic using vaccines. It's not even like a fucking... The, the narrative is would no longer be that like, oh, it's a malign side effect that they're covering up. What if... No, it's like, no, nah, this is the express goal. What if the conspiracy 
that vaccines cause autism gave them the idea to make vaccines that cause autism. They weren't oh, causing autism originally, but then what's his name wrote that fake article, and then they were like, "Ah, this is some bullshit." No, like the anti-vaxxers are clearly stupid. Now we can hide in plain sight. We can develop this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm thinking, like, from a point of view of, I was looking a bit on like medical conspiracies, and I was like looking into like sort of like pandemic and yeah, all that sort yeah. of thing, right? And Sorry. that got me thinking of how a group like the Abnormal Pathogen Research Group might interact with a group like Mac Attacks in a negative way because they, from their point of view, it'll just be like they're just spreading disease. Like they could like sure, sure. special orders as vac- special orders as um, infected burgers. Or same thing with the same thing with the sector of the naked goddess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like this VHS tape. I mean like it's a vector. I mean fuck. It like doesn't if I remember correctly, pornomancy does spread through sex. If you have sex with a pornomancy, you get la- latent pornomantic abilities, do you not? So in a sense, that is like literally a magical STD. That's how you tie in your bug chases. Is you people going out, okay, to, talking okay. about like wanting to fuck pornomancers, but like not knowing what they are. Um, yeah. Just knowing there's people out there with the magical disease um, that they want. Yeah. Like it's a very um yeah oh god no one i could see that no one could see is a really oh no the the really fucked up thing i could see coming from that like a weird subsect of the incel pua movement oh no oh where it's like if i sleep with this one kind of woman then that will give me power mind control powers over all women yes because the woman everyone can have but you you just need to fuck the woman everyone Yo, can god. You, and then you can fuck every woman you want it's like a vaccine. It's like a vaccine against... That's, that's rough. It's a vaccine against bitches. I don't know. Why, whatever they, why, there must be a particular phrase they use. But yeah, now that makes sense. Scare the hose at all? What? Do you, uh, you aren't familiar with the phrase scare the hose? I'm not. Okay. It's just a kind of a, a pithy and somewhat misogynistic phrase for just like, all right, women don't like this. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming that's a combination of things that they assume that women don't like and things that most people wouldn't like if they were subjected to it. Generally, it's like anything that's like sufficiently counterculture. <laughs> um, that Honestly, like the most... Um, the, the, the most... The thing that immediately comes to mind is uh, Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia recently came out with a split album called Scaring the Hose. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's, that's that. That's fair enough. You ain't going on a date with someone you immediately put on your noise rat playlist? I just it just offends me on the, on the level of um, being uh, attributing a guy who likes is, weird shit, yeah, saying there's like no, there's no woman and, that and, like weird shit. Obviously, to steal one of their fucking pieces of terminology, it's such a fucking cope. Yes, it's it's so yes. annoying. It's just like oh, I'm fucking like they can't handle my weirdness. That uh, fuck that, <laughs> so dumb, and it's so it's so completely wrong. I'm so esoteric, which is why I. Like can't get any dates. Obviously, that's why. That's 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 the reason. That's the reason. It's not because, and I and I like I'd, I'd use the traditional like it's not because you don't bathe or anything like that. But even that's not true because I've filthy people can pick up women. Bad people, and ugly people have but sex it, all the time. Yes, old people, bad people, ugly people—they all have sex just all the time. You have to just not be a complete freak all the time. 
Uh, just don't be an incel. <laughs> not even a freak. <laughs> it's not even a freak. <laughs> Freaks have sex all the time too. Exactly. Just stop being so hung up on it. Yes, that's it. Stop navel gazing and having resentment. Yeah. Stop being so resentful. Stop being so hung up on it. And you know the great thing is, even if it doesn't help else. you get laid, you no longer care. So the problem is solved, regardless. <laughs> And then you'll probably get laid because you no longer care. That's the trick. Foolishness. Um, so we've now, we've tied in the fucking manosphere. Uh, we've made a fucking. I am surprised full, like, there, has, there hasn't been more UA stuff to kind of pull from that as antagonist groups. And I think that's a really good idea for one. Is just manosphere guys oh, that yeah. are like, oh, the when you have sex with these women, they give you magical like woman hypnotizing yeah. powers and they're like chasing after them yeah. for like really fucked up self-serving reasons and that causes the expected issues with the sect of the naked goddess that's like a weird thing like okay uh, a bunch of like esoteric guys in the manosphere have seen the naked goddess tape that is actually interesting that's a very interesting like antagonist group or at yeah. least a a problem yeah. for the sect it's logical as well. Yeah. It, it, it also, you could have like the way that the manosphere um, treats that or interacts with that depends on like what portion, like whether they're PUA or incels or like what, what, what level they're on. Yeah. Because then you'll get the, um, it goes all the way from like PUAs, like the equivalent of bug chasers who are looking to like pick up pornomancers all the way to your murderous kill spree um incel Jesus, all right. which is who is trying to like actually find and kill the portomancers that's 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 a full even though it's a dis it would probably be a disconnected group so it wouldn't be a single cabal but that's a full like a swath of possible antagonists for a sect game yeah the like call it like the stacy disease or something the stacy oh no yeah, Stacy Chasers. St- oh god, that's, that's so bad. Fuck. All right, I regret coming up with this idea. It's fucking dark. <laughs> Shit. Look, it's a horror game. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what the edition four third said it was. It does say, and it is. It, it would be interesting because there are like legitimate concern, like quest, like um, criticisms of how the sect is and how it's um, yeah. portrayed. Yeah. This sort of leans into it in a way that, like, well, okay, there's also worse than the sect, yeah. but also the sect caused this in a way, yeah. but also they didn't cause it yeah. because it's like a it's a reflection of things that the sect had nothing to do with. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that ended on a dour note. We should probably get out of here before we're caught breaking and entering. How could our um our episode on gamifying medical conspiracies end on a dour note? Yeah, fucking.
fading light, flying through bloody dreams. When he awakes, the summer night is filled with screams. You have heard he was born in the box, that he feeds on the flies and the frogs. Or demon chimpanzee, but we will prove he's no such thing. He's much like me. me. 